It's a sultry summer night in Prospect Park, Brooklyn, and a rare concert of Egyptian music is underway. That's the unmistakable voice of Hakim. He flew in from Cairo with 12 members of his band for just one concert, his first in the U.S. in 14 years. Hakim was filling in for cancellation in Celebrate Brooklyn's 2016 concert series, and despite short notice, social media had done its work. New York's Egyptian community was ecstatic to greet an old friend from home. Hello, Georges Collinet with another edition of Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. They call Hakim the lion of shabby music. As you know, shabby is the punchy, vibrant, street-smart, urban Egyptian pop that Hakim re-energized and came to dominate when he emerged on the Cairo scene in the 1980s. Afropop Worldwide got an exclusive interview with the man himself before his Brooklyn concert. We'll get to Hakim's insights on recent events in Egypt and hear his latest hits in the second half of our program. But first, earlier in the summer, we had another rare opportunity to catch up with a lion of his genre. The scene was BB King Blues Club, and New York's reggae faithful had packed the house. Ah, yes, the last surviving member of the original Wailers, Bunny Wailer, singing one of his signature songs, Rastaman Chant. Bunny has rarely toured the U.S. since the Wailers broke up in 1973, though he's never stopped recording. He's known as something of a recluse. After this New York concert, Bunny and some of the band members came down with the flu and had to cancel the rest of the tour, but not before our producer, Banning Air, got to sit down for a chat with the lion of roots reggae music. So that's our show today. Two lions, Bunny Weller and Hakim. And stay tuned for a special surprise at the end of our program. The original Wellers was Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Neville Livingston, a.k.a. Bunny Whaler. Fans can't forget their iconic vocal sound with Bunny on high tenor. All right, let's kick off with a track from the Whalers, 1973 classic, Burning. The song is Duppy Conqueror. Bob Marley penned this when the Whalers were working with Maverick producer Lee Scratch Perry. It's a playful setup of Jamaican superstition surrounding ghosts or duppies. This version comes from the original Weller's final recording session in London with Island Records founder Chris Blackwell. Truly one for the ages. Thank you. 
For words, the Whalers with Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Whaler on high tenor. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today, two lions, Bunny Whaler from Jamaica, and Hakim, the lion of Egyptian Shahabi. It's worth remembering that the Whalers were a vocal trio backed by various musicians at different times. It was only after Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler left that Bob Marley started calling his band The Whalers. But when Bunny Whaler uses the name Whalers, he means the original vocal trio. Bob, Peter and myself, we are totally responsible for the Whalers sound and what the Whalers brought to the world and left as a legacy. The thing about the Whalers is that we are always rehearsing. Always. Until we parted. We were rehearsing from Simmer Down. Simmer Down. The Whalers first hit in 1963, and Bunny still sings the song today. The last time Bunny Whaler mounted a full-scale tour in the U.S. was over 20 years ago. So Banning asked, why now? Well, the time was calling, you know. Um, it's a long time I haven't been out. And the fans are calling, and the promoters are calling. So what do I do? <laughs> are you enjoying it? Yes. So far, so good. I got a little... Flu, you know, you know, you come out and sometimes the weather changes and stuff, but I'm getting over that. So right off the bat, you played that song, Old Time Religion. What does that song mean to you? Yeah, well, it means a lot to me because I'm a kind of church man, you know. I grew up in the church. So that song is a religious one. Yeah, Rastafari definitely qualifies as old-time religion. Doesn't yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> Bunny Weller with old-time religion. As he says, Bunny grew up in the church, 
in a milieu where music and prayer were tools for warding off devils and vampires. His eventual embrace of Rastafarianism was, well, controversial, as we'll see. But as a boy, Bunny went to church often and did chores in his father's rum shop in Trenchtown. That's where he met Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. We were a family. My dad got Robert's mom pregnant. Pearl is both my sister and Robert's sister. And then Peter got my biggest sister pregnant, which is Andrew Tosh. So the wheelers became family. Faith and family right to this day. At BB King Blues Club, Bunny had his daughters on stage and a couple of brothers and some of their kids. The band was organized by a collaborator from back in the 60s, Dwight Pinkney, that he met when the Wellers were making their first hits in Kingston Studio One, under the direction of Clement Dodd. Dwight Pinkney was in the band when we did Put It On. His band was the band at that time, and that song is one of the Wellers' greatest. And Dwight Pinkney was the man who played on that song, along with his group. Some of them have died now and stuff, but Dwight is still alive. <laughs> He's in charge. He's a senior man. Let's hear the original version of Put It On by the Wailers, backed by Dwight Pinkney and his band. Thank you. 
the original whalers with Put It On. Now, as the 1960s progressed, the whalers' image gradually evolved from that of trench town rude boys to young Rastafarians. This uniquely Jamaican faith takes its name from the former Ethiopian emperor Haile Selassie, who was born Rastafari, King Tafari. This all goes back to the 1920s and a prophecy made by the great champion of the Back to Africa movement, Marcus Garvey. When the whalers began, dreadlocked ganja-smoking Rastas were widely considered riffraff. But after Selassie himself visited Jamaica in 1966, Rastas began to gain a new kind of acceptance. There is a land that I have heard about so far across the sea. There's a land that I have heard about so far across the sea. You can learn a lot more about all this in a fascinating book about the whalers. Colin Grant's The Natural Mystics, Marley, Tosh and Whaler. Grant writes that Selassie's visit to Jamaica affected these musicians profoundly. Bunny Whaler said at the time, you look at the creator of all things and everything inside you changes. It was like a current passed through you. Bunny Weller's 2016 tour was billed as the 40th anniversary of his first solo album, Black Heart Man. As Banning learned, the album's title song reveals an even deeper and older fascination with Rastas, going back to Bunny's early childhood. Well, Black Heart Man is something that is related to our culture, custom and practice. There was a kind of nickname that was given to the Rasta Man, the Black Heart Man. Parents used to tell us that, you know, you be careful where you go because you have to watch out for the black heart man. So we grew up with the black heart man being that kind of a challenge where we are concerned. We still maintain the order of the black heart man. I've been a black heart man since four years of age. Really? Yeah, um, I, we used to play in the gullies, you know. And one day we were there playing and we just saw a foot come out of a manhole, just a foot. And every man, every youth, run from the scene. And then when he came out, he had on a flower bag shirt and his shoe was made from leather. He cut it out and set it on. And when he came out and looked at me and said, well, so why you don't run? I said, for what? I'm just laugh, and I became a Rasta man. From then on till now, my dreadlocks touches the ground when I stand. <laughs> After Selassie's visit to Jamaica, well, the whalers vowed not to touch alcohol again and not to cut their hair. And indeed, Bunny Whaler's dreadlocks do touch the ground when he stands. Well, now, let's hear the title track from Blackheart Man. Incidentally, when Chris Blackwell heard this album, he called it the best reggae album yet to come out of Jamaica. Of course, that didn't count the two Whalers records Blackwell himself had produced in London, but it was high praise just the same. She can't be black heart man, children. I said don't go near him. She can't be black heart man, 
children Or even lions fear him To cat the black heart man Little children I said don't go near him To cat the black heart man Children Or even lions fear him long time that is filled with fear I can't go here can't go there and I ain't supposed to go anywhere anywhere at all when I ask my mom if she could let me let me go out and children do She said be careful of the stranger Giving candies to children and then take them away You find me in the prison 
dungeon Just like the black heart man yeah. The black heart man I even get played Without a reason Just like the black heart man Just like the black heart man y'all All right, Bunny Whaler from his groundbreaking 1976 solo album, Black Heart Man. The album touches on various aspects of Bunny's personal story, such as the harrowing 18 months he spent in a Jamaican prison for possession of ganja in the late 60s. It also reveals him as a brilliant composer and arranger, something he's proven over and over in the studio ever since. Battering down sentence Fighting against conviction But as Colin Grant writes in his book, The Natural Mystics, Bunny Weller has always been moody, a little aloof, and despite his peaceful Rasta persona, capable of harsh words, even violence. Over the years, he sparred with many foes, Clement Dodd, Lee Scratch Perry and Chris Blackwell, to name a few. We got a taste of Bunny's sharp edges in our interview when the subject of Bob Marley's wife came up. You know, and the one called Rita. She's a dangerous creature. I don't know why Robert Marley would have even choose to look at her, but somehow he looked at her and it turned out in the way it turned out. And she is still alive and focusing on doing all the things that are ill-mannered and disrespectful where the wheelers are concerned, big time. Anyway, as a good Rastaman, Bunny Weller has always held on to the idea of going back to Africa. But for whatever reason, he's never made the trip. We never got to Africa. When I get to Africa, that's it. I had enough of this. I want to go and get a lot of that. When I go to Africa, I'm going to be touring among African people. I'm going to be touring Africa. There's so many countries in Africa. Tell you, my friend, any one of those countries would be happy to receive you. But these days, Bunny spends most of his time in his remote home in the Jamaican countryside. It's on the piece of land that he bought with the settlement money he received upon leaving the Whalers in 1973. Bunny may not have traveled much, but man, he's been productive in the studio. When we met, he gave us a three-CD set of songs he released in 2013. The title is Reincarnated Souls. 50 tracks. You heard the man. 50 tracks for his 50 years as a solo artist. And the range of styles and subjects is impressive. Here is a hard-hitting political song, National Errors. You have some leader people who are going to talk about them so-called representative of people. But I tell you, sir, they are really errors in a people's life. And I tell them, if you just go on now, for right now, I'll be able to doctors and nurses and lawyers and all kind of bright little people who see about the place, yeah. And I'll be a big old long one, them can't come give them instead of computer. 
But them go on now. Them are the national heroes of Jamaica. One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard. National heroes of Jamaica. From top to bottom, the whole of them are fraud. National heroes of Jamaica. One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard. National heroes of Jamaica. Left, right and center, the whole of them are fraud. Them not defend Bogle. Them not defend Nanny. Them not defend Sam Sharp and Marcus Garvey. Not defend George. William Garden, Norman Manley and Buster Mante The National Heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard National Heroes of Jamaica From top to bottom, the whole of them are fraud National Heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard National Heroes of Jamaica Right and center, the whole of them a fraud Them a get rich from having poor people money While the poor a get poorer for them Now give them any when them borrow foreign loan up on themselves Then spend it, but when the debt to pay a poor people pay a penny The national heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard National heroes of Jamaica From top to bottom, the whole of them a fraud National heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks Done in the yard, national heroes of Jamaica. Left, right, and center, the whole of them are fraud. Them a make fast promises just to come to power, but they not till when them a raise like sugar, caramel, and flour. Them a find time to find them finger up on them one another, but they not no time to pay with no mind, they can't even bother. The national heroes of Jamaica. One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard, national heroes of Jamaica. From top to bottom, the whole of them are fraud. Right and center, the whole of them are fraud Them a give you bad road and no light and water Where them want for the poor, I really where them after Then get poor people vote and make them win the election Then them change like green lizard and show them real complexion The national heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks and the done in the yard National heroes of Jamaica From top to bottom, the whole of them are fraud National heroes of Jamaica One bunch of cooks All right, Bunny Weather. His triple CD reincarnated soul moves some roots reggae to dancehall, lovers reggae, and even rap. As in this track, Almighty God is a rapper.
you can hear, they are guest artists on Reincarnated Souls. Well, I got like Ninja Man on there, you know, one of our famous artists. Ninja Man, an interesting choice. Back in 1990, as dancehall reggae was overtaking Jamaica, Bunny Whaler was driven from a festival stage amid flying bottles thrown by an angry crowd, keen to hear Ninja Man and Shabba Ranks, but no hard feelings today. Bunny Whaler is a keen observer of Jamaican music and happy to share his opinions. Luciano? Good. Dancehall stars Beanie Man and Bounty Killer? Well, not so good. Luciano and those guys, they're heading in the right direction. So I give thanks for the work that I've done and to see it now dawning on these youths that they too are getting involved with the ska, rock steady and reggae music. You know, you got Beanie Man and you got Bounty Killer and you got these guys doing something different, irrelevant. But I'm giving thanks for the youths that are there. Pray for them and ask the Father to guide them that so that they can continue making roots rock reggae music. We met Bunny Weller not long after the death of Prince, and it was making the singer reflect on musical legacies. Yeah, Prince. I can't believe it, Prince. Serious stuff, man. Real, real deep. Prince. You know, I'm going to always remember these artists because they have a legacy. James Brown, all of these guys, Fats Domino. I've been listening to them. I've been dancing to them from we are small coming up. James Brown. Robert Marley used to love James Brown. Yeah, he used to love James Brown. All together now. Say it loud. We come from the ghetto and we're proud, proud, proud. Come along now. Say it loud. We come from the ghetto and we're proud, proud, proud. All together now. Say it loud. We come from the ghetto and we're proud, proud, proud. Come along now. Say it loud. We come from the ghetto and we're proud, proud, proud. As for his own legacy, Bunny was refreshingly humble. I would just like to keep on singing. Ska, rock steady, and reggae music. That's my legacy. <laughs> sing for you people and to teach you people of what I've known by singing this music. Amen, buddy. And thank you for all of it. Coming up, Hakim, the Lion of Shahabi. And our special surprise. You can read interviews with Bunny Whaler and Hakim and see photos on afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. From Cairo, Egypt, new music from the Lion of Shabi. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Hakim and members of his band gave a rare concert in Prospect Park in Brooklyn this summer. We had a chance to interview Hakim before the show. He was happy to see us and right away recalled our adventures together in Cairo in 2011. 
After two late-night weddings, we all went riding on camels and horses at the pyramids at sunrise. Wow, it was wonderful. And then we stopped at Hakim's favorite breakfast joint, Malki. Malki, uh, good, good, good breakfast, huh? Thank you. Good, huh? For artists in the morning, all the artists go to Malki. After the show, we meet there and laugh and uh, eat something uh, sweet. As we were catching up, a woman arrived with a T-shirt bearing Hakim's message to the Celebrate Brooklyn audience. Thank you so much. The T-shirt says in enormous letters, come to Egypt. I will wear it tonight, come to Egypt. And go to Malki also. <laughs> come to Egypt to go to Malki. <laughs> Hakim is quite a joker. But I tell you, he's serious about this message. A lot has happened in Egypt since we visited there shortly after the Tahrir Square uprising. Hakim says he was depressed after the revolution. Everybody had so much hope. But when Mohammed Morsi of the Muslim Brothers was elected, those hopes faded. Morsi's regime proved oppressive and brutal. Then, says Hakim, thank God, we had a second revolution, the revolution of June 30th, 2013. That's when the military, backed by huge crowds in the streets of Cairo, swept Morsi out and placed General Abdullah Fattah el-Sisi in power. Hakim had mixed feelings about the first revolution. He did not go to Tahrir Square. It was a necessary correction, he says, because it brought in new blood. But it failed, and another correction was needed. Now, after the second revolution, things are going the right way. To me, he says, this was the actual revolution. In June 2016, Hakim released the patriotic song called El Masri, roughly Long Live Egypt. The song signals his support for the new government, but more importantly, for the people of Egypt. Hakim says the song talks about integrity, shouting out to people in all walks of Egyptian life and calling on them to come together to create a new Egypt. Not surprisingly, the Egyptian Minister of Defense complimented this song, but a song that proved more popular with ordinary Egyptians is Halawet Huwah. This is the kind of music that made Hakim such a beloved star. Indeed, 
The Lion of Shaabi Music. حلاوة روح أغنية جاك ستايل شعبي يعني حكيم says the song uses the style and language of the street even the bar room and as you'll hear Hakim delivers one hell of a vocal here you might also detect in the music the spirit of a newer pop style Maragan which we first reported on in 2011 it's only gotten bigger since everybody is crazy with this song crazy Let's listen.
كان ألمني واللي كان قاتلني وتعبني Hakim is describing this song, a typical Sha'abi song. It talks about a sense of betrayal. You do so much for people, and they turn their back on you. Hmm, sounds a bit like the feeling many Egyptians had after the 2011 revolution. Absolutely, says Hakim. And you should see some of the videos young people have made for this song, superimposing images of Morsi and his hated regime. Now, let's hear another new Hakim song that's rocking Egypt these days. Am Salama. Hakim calls on people to love and care for each other, especially for the poor. That's the only way to build a better country. Hakim says, I feel like we're coming to the judgment day, the end of the world. Hmm. Heavy stuff. Here's Am Salama. I'm gonna go to the 
New Music from the Lion of Egyptian Shahabi Hakim هي علشان الاغنيه الشعبيه قويه من ساعه ما بدات من سنه 1900 لان دي من قبل 1900 كمان Hakim says shabby music comes from the street. It has been a part of Egyptian culture since the late 19th century. These days, of course, there are new sounds coming from the streets, hip-hop and the electronic party music Maragan. But Hakim says these styles can't compete with shabby. You have to be a truly great singer to make shabby. And with Maragan, well, the lyrics are often just a joke. You hear the song once, and you don't need to hear it again. Well, we'll let you be the judge. Here is a recent instrumental single by Maragan pioneer Islam Chipsy, featuring Amr Haha. Maragan music from Islam Chipsy. All right, time for one more Hakim song. And then our surprise.
Hello, Afrobab. I am Hakim, Egyptian singer. I want to welcome you all to Egypt. Come to Egypt. Thank you. And thank you, Hakim. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Okay, we've heard from Lions of Jamaican Reggae and Egyptian Shabi. Now, we have an update from another musical lion, Thomas Mapfumo, the Lion of Zimbabwe. In 2016, at long last, people are feeling the winds of change coming to Zimbabwe. It's been inspired by a powerful YouTube video, posted in May by Pastor Evans Mawarire, and the name of the video is This Flag a lament for Zimbabwe. I can't describe it. You need to see it for yourself. Just Google this flag, Zimbabwe. From his Oregon home in exile, Thomas Mapfumo told us he's 100% behind this flag and the movement it has inspired. He encourages all of you to get involved. So visit afropop.org for details. And more good news too. Thomas will soon release a double live album from a recent concert at The Sanctuary in Troy, New York. We'll leave you with a sneak preview. The song is a new version of a Chimurenga classic, Chaoya Chirizeva. Life has returned to the rural areas.
from an upcoming release, Thomas Mapfumo and the Vax Unlimited, live in Troy, New York. Thanks to Hakim's manager, Juan Iriart, and our Arabic translator, Pierre Girgis, for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org to read our interviews with Bunny Whaler and Hakim and to see photos of their recent New York concerts. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups. Profiles, stories, and cultural conundrums from our African planet. From the producers of Afropop Worldwide. Season one is underway now. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Akornefa Achia, and I'm Georges Collinet. Radio International.